flick comes in box there, it's Cassius Malloy. And he's got uh, some experience in that corner there with Brian Mitchell alongside. Double world champion. Before the fight is over now, and it's up for the two boxers in the ring. And made a best man work. This is a big one. That's what we've been waiting for. You're at Carnival City. Back down, 5,000 people in the arena. It's an accurate smell of gunpowder here, ringside, all these indoor explosions. And I'll tell you what, I think it's going to be explosive in the ring, too. Out of the blue corner on my right at 57.65 kilograms, 127.1 pounds. His record as a professional is unblemished. 26 wins from 26 outings, 14 wins by way of knockout. Ladies and gentlemen, he's in the white trucks with green trim. He hails from Malamulele in the northern province. He is the former undefeated WB. Ladies and gentlemen, your legend is here. Well, I can safely tell you that in 2008, he was SA Boxer of the Year. Literally the only South African boxer to have fashioned as many as 14 world title defenses. The only South African boxer to have featured in as many as 22 world title bouts. The first South African boxer to regain the prestigious IBF world title. It's an amazing journey because he was the only South African as well boxer to have won six world titles. And the, the list is endless, as they say. Uh, but the list literally comes to an end when the man who is renowned to be the shy guy, we're going to get the shyness out of him today because uh, we've seen visuals of him dancing in the ring. We've seen visuals of him really doing all sorts of amazing things. That is why it is such an honor that we are sitting here today uh, chatting to the one and only shy guy, the hitman, Cassius Molloy. Good evening. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Rob, and good evening to all the listeners of Metro FM. Metro and Radio 2000? And is Radio 2000. Palanty, last time it was, yeah. hey, it was just wine, now it's two. Oh, okay. It's back to wine now. Good to see you, man. I mean, I said, champ, welcome to the show, because I know last time there was a last-minute change in arrangements, and we couldn't get you on the show. Uh, but here you are today, and... Uh, do you still love boxing? I've, I wanted to ask you that. Well, sometimes you talk to former boxers, former fighters, and they say that they've lost interest in the sport that made them great, that made them famous. Are you still a lover of boxing? Yes, I'm, I'm still a lover of boxing. You know, before I retire from like professional boxing, mm. I had some few boys from Alex. I was grooming mm. to become like champions in amateur ranking and then i've retired now but i'm training the young kids from alex 
Alex is a busy place. I mean, I was chatting to Maima Nepiri. He is busy there. There's all sorts of other uh, sportsmen and women. Brian Baloy, another one in Alex. You there in Alex as well. What's the talent looking like? You know, it's just, you know, my gym is in something. Mm. So to travel to something is hard for the boys. Sometimes they have to walk. Sometimes I take them with my buggy. And I think there's good talent there. Those these kids they love boxing, you know. You know, I'm trying to take these kids out of the streets, you know, and bring bring them to boxing. And I think I need help from like sponsors to help me to to groom these boys to be better. What, what do you need? What do you need? I mean, if if, if people who claim to be boxing lovers and boxing fans and have the ability to sponsor you, what would the first thing be yeah. uh, that Cassius Boloy actually needs? I used to have the sponsor before I, tra- I retired from boxing. Yeah. They used to help me with the, with the transport. The main thing is the transport for the kids because we train like maybe four, five o'clock and then finish seven o'clock. They can't walk. So I had to take my car, take them like four Sort of get them through yeah. and then come back so i think the main thing is the transport are you are you driving cassius Muloy? yeah i'm driving i was going to leave this for somewhere towards the end but the, when you said you drive them in your bucky and then the thought came through to my mind and as i asked you earlier on about the limp that you have yes and i remembered the story about the the hijacking in Bramfontein. Yes. You know, and how it was described then, I did not think that so many years down the line, it was something that affected you that badly because it was a near fatal hijacking because guns were produced and guns were fired at you. Yes. Firstly, just describe the nature of the injury that you sustained at the time? You know, the guy shot only one bullet and then I don't know where he was aiming, but it went through my leg and then in and out of the leg. I just went down and then it was that they they were gone with my car. So you lost consciousness? I was in... I was also preparing for a fight that time. Mm. It was like a week before my fight, the time it happens. So they have to cancel the tournament. But I was in the hospital for three days. Three, three days, days only? Yeah. Three but days. I mean, from what you're indicating, it, it happened around with the, the, the thigh area. Yes. Did you lose consciousness at the time? Did, I mean, were no, you? No, no, I didn't lose. So you were aware that they had now taken you out of the car, and they drove they, off with your car. Yeah, they taken me out of the car. Yeah, as they took me out of the, of the car, they shot me, and then I fell down. After that, they took off the car. Yeah, they didn't even say anything. Just opened the door, pulled me out, one shot, and then they leave. And that was, at the time, I think it was your, your BMW M3. Yes. I was glad you survived, and I'm glad that you're still sitting here. 
just out of interest, was that car ever retrieved? Did they ever find it? Yeah, like maybe four days after the accident. And where was that? In Hillbrook. Was it still intact? Was it still the car that you knew, or were there several parts yeah, that were no, taken? Yeah, no, no, nothing was stolen inside. Only, you know, hey man. I was coming back from the gym that day. Yeah. The My glass was stolen. The rarest gloves. I was very worried about those gloves, not about the car. They were, they were very expensive, those gloves. They didn't have insurance. The car had the insurance, mm-hmm. but the, the gloves they didn't have. Yeah. And you lost them. Yeah, yeah. I lost them. So they uh, they took them. Do you think they knew the value of the gloves? No, they didn't. I don't think they knew. So they probably just went punching around. But, I mean, I, I don't know, and I don't want to be a judge here in terms of why they would have done something like that and just leave the car, but almost killing you in the process. Mm-hmm. Were you a- ever able to go for counseling? Because it would have been a, a traumatic experience for you. I didn't even go for counseling. I was, you know, remember I said that I was preparing for a fight. Yeah, I know you're back in training and then, very and quickly a, after a month, that. Uh, maybe two months after the incident, I fought. I, I remember that. Yeah, and when I, I saw fought, that, I, was, yeah. I thought it's, it's crazy. Yeah, I fought, yeah. But what did it take away from you? Because if you are still walking with that discomfort, with the limp, even up until now, how was it in the fight? You know, I think I lost movement in the ring. After the hijacking, I was not like the boxer I was before. Mm. Yes. It's a long journey for you because when you trace it back and you say that love and the desire for boxing for you, I mean, home is le Limpopo. And you come through to the bright lights of Johannesburg. But there's a desire within Cassius Malloy to become a champion. Where did this whole boxing thing, was it somewhere in the family? Was it a desire that you always had when you were watching or being influenced by other boxers? You know, my dad was a sportman. He was yeah. a weightlifter. He was a runner. Yeah, things like that. So he liked like guys like Al-Mahomet. Yes. Yeah. And then... Before I was born, my mother was pregnant with me in 1974. Uh-huh. It was before the fight, the rumble in the jungle, uh, Mohamed Akejastli uh, uh, and George Foreman. Yes. And his friends were on George Foreman's side. My f- my dad, Akejastli. Uh, ah. So he said, if... The, my my wife gets a boy. I'm gonna name him Kishias. You've just answered a question that was an, always intriguing me. To say, sure, we know where Cassius stays, we know where Cassius is, we know where Cassius lives right now, uh, which is in heaven. Yeah. But we know where he lived in terms of the hearts of many people in the ring. He talked a lot. It was sad to see him suffer in the end, where he couldn't talk. Yes. But your name, when you got to find out what it meant or what it signified, how did it feel? Because if you're carrying a name of one of the best boxers that we've ever seen in the world, then it throws back a challenge to Cassius Baloy to say, can I match the original Cassius? Yes. 
My father, you know, he, he liked him very much. And every morning when I was young, I started boxing maybe at the age of eight. He used to follow me with the car running around mm. because he was seeing like videos of Al Mohammed running, chopping, chopping the trees, yes. things like that. Yeah, I used to go with him to the bushes to chop the trees. So I wanted to be something also. You wanted to be something, but yeah. you became something. Yes, Was I he motivating you all the time? Was it a case of father, son, training side by side? How, how, how did it work initially for you? Yes, it was always by my side. Yeah. You, know, you know, I remember one fight. I was fighting when I was still a little boy. Yeah. I was fight I like to fight on the ropes. Even when I was a pro I like to fight on the ropes. He came to the ropes. I was standing there fighting, fighting, fighting the boy. Yeah. He came and because you're not allowed to stand on the rope for too long. Probably smacked you in the back. Yeah, it was making me at the, on my legs. Spanking yeah. and I didn't move that but I won the I still won the fight. So my father was a very big, sure. he played a very big role in my boxing career. Why the ropes, though? Why the ropes? Did you find comfort? Did you find? Yeah, that? I think I was comfortable on the rope because yeah. if you can watch some of my fights, most of the guys I knocked out was when I was on the ropes. Yeah. Yes. But when you move, for example, from one trainer to another, um, and, and and we might even look at, you know, even when, when you headed towards your professional debut as well. I think it was Isaac Skosan at the time. Yeah, Isaac Skosan. Yeah. Were, were the trainers trying to get you away from that habit? Or they couldn't? They just had to work on it because it was your strength and that's what you felt comfortable doing. Yeah, because even in the gym I was also like that. Yeah. So they were like comfortable when I'm on the ropes because they know when I'm on the ropes is where I'm dangerous. And in preparing for that fight um, in Eldos and Joburg, the jump to professional is a big jump for you. And at that stage, what is going through Cassius's mind? What are the preparations? What are people saying? How are you feeling ahead of fighting a guy like who, who Aix Kosan? You know, that fight, it was a grudge match. Yeah. Because it was 1994. 1993, I beat his brother in the, in the finals in the, in the in Sanabo championships. Mm. So he was shouting after I beat the driver, yeah, I want you, I want you. So the moment he had like a, a, a 10 professional, he said, he told my trainer to run like he wants to fight me. Hmm. And Nick, how did you take Nick it? Nick came to me with the news, this boy wants to fight me. I said, let's go, let's take him on. I'm not scared of him. But it was a points yeah, decision, was, right? Yeah, you know, I even like fractured my hand in that fight. Are those scars from there? No, this from the I had oh. an accident two years back. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I, I was gonna say you had the yeah. you had the car accident. The car accident, you had the hijacking yeah. hey, to you and cars. And this car accident I was in the hospital for uh, for like a month. Yeah. 
but the gunshot only did this. And who was driving the car? I Sorry was, to, I was to driving. I was driving. I just the guy make you turn in front of my car. And you couldn't stop, obviously. Yeah, I couldn't stop. Yeah, I hit my car and then it rolled over my hand. You had five operations? Yes. Was it critical? I'm sure it was because a month in hospital. Yeah. Were you were you in ICU at some stage or just in the standard ward? In the standard ward. But with the five but operations? I had to go to theater maybe a week, maybe two times. Theater. And they had to do... If I remember correctly, they had to do something called skin grafts on skin, you. Skin grafts, yes. Because, you know, that's how badly injured you were, that yeah. you would have been permanently scarred. I think scarred. Could, you couldn't even see bones. Yeah. Yeah. When you watch after the accident. And you're still not scared. How, were you at least then frightened for your life because you had, you know. You know, it happened quickly. And then I think I passed out for maybe some seconds huh. I was with one of my amateur boxer and my little my, 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 my last ball they were all fine? yeah they were all fine so I, you were the only one that I had the, the yeah, serious because I put my hand out when the car, the car was rolling mm -hmm. and then on top of my hand like that on the on the road huh. on the tar oh that's yeah. all okay sure yeah. I'm looking at your hand now, and, and, and you could tell that... And the movement on my wrist was also was affected. Lost. Yeah, yeah, I can't make a full fist. Oh, yeah. I see. But I'm still going to therapy. Till, till today? Yeah. Because that was around July 2016, yeah. when you had the accident. Yes. <sighs> Good to still and, see you. And I, still, I mean, hey. and I still do exhibition fights. But how do you do that when you can't have make a full fist? Yeah, and and you know people watching boxing, they they won't even see like I'm not hitting hard with the right hand. So you mainly using left. I mean, using left, but I'm hitting with the right hand, but they can't see I'm not hitting. I'm and just, there's no pain. No, there's no pain at all. So the the, the physio is helping. Yeah, it's helping a lot. Yo. she's helping a lot. Hey, yeah, this man. Hey, Mr. Nine Lives. It's, it's it's an amazing journey. I, I you think, know, there's okay. something I want to talk about. Yeah. You know, is no one has ever mentioned it. 1992, before the Barcelona Olympics. Yes. I don't know whether you still remember, I qualified for... But you couldn't go. I did go with yeah. the team. Yeah. But I didn't fight. Yeah. Yes. I, I remember something about... Yeah, so it was not you not going, it was you not fighting. Yeah. Yeah. What I want to talk about is how I qualified for Barcelona Olympics. I won world ranking championships as an amateur. And till, till now, no one has ever won a world champion, world championships in amateur ranking. Till today. Till today. And that has never been recognized. Uh, no one has ever talked about it. Why though? Why do you think that? Why do you think that is the case? I, I, I don't even, I'm not, I, I don't have an idea why 
anyone has ever talked about what, uh, what I've done in amateur in boxing in South Africa. Because I was the only one who qualified for, for Barcelona, Barcelona yeah. and I didn't even fight. Right. Yes. Now let's get to that because <laughs> maybe that's why I termed it as you not going. Was It was as good as that. Would I be right in saying somebody let you down? Would I be correct in saying that your submission was late? It's what they said. But what, what was it there? Uh, I, they didn't even explain to me. They say you're going to Barcelona. Mm -hmm. When we get to Barcelona, we'll try everything we, ha we can to get you to fight. You know, even when I was in, I was not in the, like with the other uh, athlete in the Olympic Village. I was staying somewhere far from, from far from Barcelona. I had to take a train every day to go watch the events in Barcelona. They said they will try to, to speak to the guys there so I can fight. But they like, never explained to you, though, Cassius. Nothing, nothing. No, but I mean, this is bizarre. You they, know where, there you are the, in, the, in Barcelona in 1992 at the Olympics, and you, and you can't fight. I can't fight. You've uh, qualified, but you can't fight. I can't fight. When I started amateur boxing, my dream was to fight in the Olympics. And you, and you achieved that. Yes. But then something or someone blocked you from yes. achieving the ultimate goal when you're already at the Olympics. Yes. That that will break any human being's heart. Yes, that's why I decided to turn pro, nineteen ninety four. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because uh, I was still in grade eleven, the time. I said when I finish my metric, okay, I'm gonna turn pro. I mean that on its own is a story. Yes. So you sitting here, Mister Baloy, in twenty eighteen unable to even say why. So even when you were flying back, nobody sat next to you and said, we're coming back, you haven't fought, and the reason why you have not fought is X, Y, and Z. Nothing. Nothing. But how did you feel, though, Cassius? I know you were, you were younger then. Yes, you were disappointed. Yeah, I was very disappointed. Like, now... I'm trying to train, groom these boys from Alex. Right. My goal is to take not one, some of the boys, mm. they must go to Olympics to fight there. Because that is major. Yeah. Explain to me why. I mean, I've seen Abu Silence fight the, there, and it is, I mean, whether it was communal games, etc., but it was an achievement and a half. You know, like, like boxers today, like young boxers, when they come for boxing, mm. they want to be a champion, but not um, at, at the amateur ranking. Like um, I was an IBF champion. They want to be an IBF, mm. IBF champion. Me, when I started, I wanted to win gold in the Olympics. That was my goal. Mm. But I didn't fight. But I won the world championships. You, you know where this thing is, is, is hurting me, Cassius, is that I don't understand. Maybe you can give me guidance in terms of who do I need to speak to.
to find out the real reason. Because maybe, and I'm, I'm not trying to be a prophet here, maybe somewhere, somehow, in all of these near-death experiences that you've had, it was never your time. Because there must have been, would have been, should have been a reason afforded to you not to fulfill your childhood dream and desire of an Olympic gold, which I am sure you'd have got. But you did not even achieve a, an Olympic participation. That for me is the hard pill to swallow. And hence I'm saying, feel free to use that microphone in chatting to me to tell me who do I need to go and ask what happened so that we can close this chapter and be able to move on. And you would probably be able to move on because I can tell how much it hurts. I'm not really sure who you can talk mm. to, but maybe Sanobo have the answers. I don't know. Because all the people who were like El Sanabo that time, they're no more there. Mm. Yeah. But they're still alive. They breathe oxygen. They're still there. Yeah, I think one of is Jojabo boxing uh, official mm -hmm. is still there. Okay. I, I don't think know whether he knows about my the whole situation. Yeah. No, but it's fine. I think that's how, what does Praveen Gordon say? That's how we connect the dots. Yes. So if he's a start, then we start there. Then you say, no, 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 no. So, you know, so until we, we find an answer, because for me, you know, it's, it's, it's people with legendary status like you. And I'm not saying that that takes away from your further achievements once you turn pro and the world championships that you managed to win you know, fights with Abom, Zonke, Fan, and everybody else uh, that we still get to live and adore you going to Las Vegas for the first time to fight Castillo. Jose Castillo is still one of those that one sits back and says, what was that journey like? Because here you are on the flight to Vegas to arguably face one of your toughest challenges. I would imagine. Take us back to that moment. Me, it was you know I was I was trained trained by Nick that time. Mm -hmm. You know the late Nick Durant. Yeah, the late Nick Durant. You know in Nick's gym we work very very hard. So he, he I knew I was prepared, and that those days I was still like on my peak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. I was not even like worried about the fight because with Nick, we used to. I used to go to his house, look at his, the videos together. We studied the opening, so we studied the, him very well. And then, come to Boxing Day, it was easy the fight. Because you planned well. I mean. Yes, we planned <laughs> plan well with Nick Torrent. You went all the way to a points decision yeah, there point as well. well. Yeah, I'm not like I was not like a big knockout. Yeah. No got a guy, but endurance you had. Yeah, I had endurance. Yeah. I can go one to twelve rounds. Yeah, no, no problem. That we saw. You could have run the comrades, my friend. And I want to run comrades next year. Hey, my dude. I've, I've been running like so way to. I'm running so way to this year again. Are you serious? If I run under four hours or four and a half hours, I'm running uh, comrades. You won't go same. Yeah. Listen to this man. Listen to the voice. And that's why I say, 
You know, when it's not your time, it's not your time. And absolutely don't fight it because there's a greater situation that is building up. Cassius Benoy, shy guy, hitman in the studio. We'll take your calls. We'll take your voice notes. We'll take anything that you're throwing at us right now. I mean, we've touched on a remarkable journey. He's highlighted something that he wanted to get off his chest. And I'm glad he did because I also never got the answers to be like, okay, he got to Barcelona, but nothing happened. Nobody ever came back and said, no, he broke his hand. No, he was in a car accident. No, he left his gloves in the bathroom. Uh, you know, I'm just trying to be ridiculous with the examples. But nobody came forward and said he was not able to because this and that happened. It did not happen. The question is why. 089-110-2000. Marawa Sports Worldwide. I remember Ron Jackson's article that he wrote uh, back in uh, 2012 saying that after 46 fights in 18 years, the shy guy has retired. Leaving the ring as one of South African boxers' finest servants, Cassius Malloy held six versions of world titles uh, during his distinguished career. The only South African to fight his way to such a collection. Unbelievable. Six versions of world titles. And he's sitting right here in front of me in studio. 089 110 That is the number to dial you live on Radio 2000. Cassius, shy guy, hitman, Beloy is here with me. All right, let's uh, take uh, Godfrey. Uh, Godfrey is calling us uh, from Pretoria. Good evening, Godfrey. Good evening, Rob. How are you? Oh, man. I- I've got a champ, a brave champ, and a remarkable human being in front of me. Can I talk to him, please? He's right here. Go ahead. Chilava Olun. I am. Imtondolova. Mjan. Ifuke, Mjanwe. Ifuke. Ifuke. I can hear from your voice that um, you are not the Kishas Baloy that we know. And I, I, I would like you to, to, to wish you a speedy recovery. I hope that God can bless you and the sport, you know, the sport that we love. You know, we used to go to Malamlele Stadium. You used to come there. There was boxing there. There is nothing as such these days. Uh, what do you think needs to, 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 to happen, Keshas, um, for, 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 for boxing to, to, to be rejuvenated, to be... To be to be to be around again in South Africa. What do you think we need? We need actually. That's the question that I wanted to to ask you. Great question. Thank you so much, Godfrey. We'll get to that in just a second. Uh, let me take another caller coming through from Cape Town. That is Ronald. Good evening, Ronald. Robert, how are you? I'm very great. Thanks. Well, not as great as shy guy here, but I I strive to be one day. You know, you know what? I'm sitting. I'm a truck driver at the moment. Um, I'm lying here in my truck waiting to load and I'm listening to the story, you know. This is this is bad for South Africa. Yo, a legend in his in Cassius and we're having a problem that he couldn't defend or fight in the, the in Barcelona. Oh, this is bad, my friend, you know that. Unbelievable. Yeah, I know. It was my Cassius. dream to be, to fight in the Olympics. Cassius, let me tell you something. You you are uh, the sort of person that I would like to meet one day. You know, I'm I've got that same mentality. Don't stop, mm. continue, plow Thank back. You. Thank you. What you're doing at the moment? I don't know you. I I I don't follow boxing, but the story touched me. I must say that. Mm. 
and I can hear by your voice. I'm sorry to say, sorry for your loss that you couldn't fight in, in Barcelona, my friend, but I promise you today, if you continue with what you're busy doing with, your, your achievement that you wanted in the past, it's going to be achieved by the person that you're going to take to Barcelona. I can guarantee you that. Sure. Give him everything you got. I do that. I'm a trainer. Uh, I'm in, in, in transport. When I train people, I give everything I have to them. What they do with it, it's up to them. Okay. In your case, give everything to that person your, and your dream will be, become a reality. Robert, do me a favor, please, man. Yeah, sure. Follow up on this story. Unfortunately, no, I'm not listening to Radio 2000 every day. And I don't know when you're going to come back, but I will, I will call Radio 2000 within a month again just to follow up on the story. No, story we'll, 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 have, the we'll have the champ back again. I can tell you that much. And one thing I'm asking you, Ronald, why don't you listen to Radio 2000 always? You know, my friend, the problem is I'm most of the time in the office and, and I'm a HSE operator. Oh, I see. So, so my, my task is to focus a lot on what I'm doing. But you know what can motivate your staff? Yes is to have Radio 2000 beaming right throughout the day. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ronald. Have a good one. All right. Nice one. Uh, Uli Caesar is in Randburg. Good evening. Uli Caesar. Good evening, Rob. Welcome to the show. Um, thank you, Rob. Uh, it's nice uh, talking to you once again. Thank you so Can much. Can I speak to Tisha Bateman? Yeah, he's right here. Hi, bud. Hi, Uli. Hi, I don't know personally. I don't know I'm going but logom kame wa ba aso itsaksango fu logom boya ka si M3 layer blue aso itsaksango fu na e na mi role model ikulukumba akai so all I can say iku um I see you a positive minded man uh, keep on keeping man mit mit au melel yeah mi nga give up ba pana ba logom go train ba le Alex ba tami ba tami sa machine mit au melel na bona na September kolok akwenko Thanks so much, Baba. Thank you, Lucisa. Uh, let me take you Unjombo in Brakpan. Good evening. Good evening. How are you, Rob? I'm good, Unjombo. Welcome. Yeah, the champ is in the building. Welcome back to radio. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, my friend. Yeah, I know, my friend. We've been together through up and downs. I just want to thank God for your life and your achievement and I'm still there for you as a friend when you need me. We just need a platform. Rob, I mm. guess is the right man to give us a platform to go forward with your achievement. That's all I can say. John, but thank you so thank much. You, I think it's about the achievement. I think it's also about your journey to help those kids. So ours is twofold. Because as we celebrate you, we also give ourselves homework and targets. Some we meet, some we don't. My homework is to find the reason why you were not able to fight in Barcelona. My second homework 
is to make sure that we assist you to assist those kids. And Ronald was absolutely right, calling in Cape Town, to say maybe also part of the reason why you're still with us and you're still alive, having to go through the, the most in terms of car accidents and hijackings, is that maybe your next Olympian is the one that you're training right now. And he would be there at the Olympics to represent your dream and your vision. And I side with Ronald. And that is why I'm saying that is my second homework. And I hope I achieve it. And we will have you back on this show to talk about that journey and to talk about the improvement. Because if somebody denied you that opportunity, let them not deny you an opportunity to make it happen for somebody else. And then that is all I'm saying to you, Kishu. Thank you, Rob. Yeah. If you give me that permission, I will do that. Um, I'm giving you that permission. Yeah. Would you come back though? Because yeah, we'll come, come back. back for another full hour. We'll yeah. have you on the show. Yeah, I'll come back. I want to talk Definitely about. Yeah, back. I want to talk back. I want to talk about the Mzonke Fana. I want to talk about all sorts of things that were happening when you fought to Malcolm Klassen, when you also fought the Argentinian, who David uh, Arrieta, I think it was. I want to talk about all of those things, but we can't leave out the journey as it's happening now. Yes. Next month is it the Soweto Marathon? When yes, is it? It's November. A, nove- what's now? This is no, we're going into September. You no, know, so what happens like on mm. my birthday or before my birthday or after my birthday? I'm okay. born on the fifth of November. November yes. Yeah, somewhere there. Okay. Yeah. I will check up on you personally to see how you've done with this with the Soweto, and then let's see how prepared you are. You want to do comrades when next year? Next year I want to do. You want to do comrades? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Go see him. <laughs> you know, if ever there was a blessing and sitting right in front of me, I want to thank you so much, my friend and champ. I've got two batches of homework that I need to fulfill, and I will. Thank you. Thank you for gracing us with yeah. your presence. Stay blessed. Thank you for Keep much. making a change. Thank you. Make a difference. Thank you. Cassius Baloy, ladies and gentlemen. Yo, what do you say after that, eh? Heartwarming, heart rendering, touching, but most importantly, bravery sitting right here in studio on Radio 2000. I'm looking forward to Uncle GK, who's going to be coming through. Gavin Koppel, it's a Friday, and I think his after party begins. I don't know where he's going to take us musically, but you know what? Whenever he's around, his musical journey is ridiculously exciting. Uh, even Modubi, uh, you know, starts to give us weather updates instead of the news, right, Modubi? <laughs> right on. <laughs> It's pretty much like that, isn't it? <laughs> GK tells me that you're quite musically inclined yourself. I'd like to think so. I'd like to think so. And uh, yeah, that's actually a compliment. But yeah, you know, I have a very uh, broad uh, taste for music. You know, I'm not, uh, you can't really box me up. Ever. Ever, well, ever, ever. I mean, from bubblegum music back in the days. And remember before Rebecca became a gospel artist, she was mm-hmm. a bubblegum music artist as they yes, called it then indeed, i mean it's yeah. no insult to her but that's what the genre was called Eish. yeah no i mean some people might uh, i might be seen as a hip-hop head to a lot of cats. local or international yeah. both 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 yeah locally who heads who spearheads it who's who's the man hip-hop wise locally oh you know my my taste is rather of the what they would call underground no you know? it's fine yeah. T- put yeah. the underground on top of the ground tell us who um, there's a guy who just passed uh, uh, a couple of weeks back. Yeah. They called him uh, uh, the captain. Uh, 
not pro. No, not pro. Before pro, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, and there's and other other guys. And internationally, internationally, um, right now, I'm I'm feeling. Uh, I guess I'm feeling. Um, uh, <laughs> it's it's very hard, eh? No, but don't worry. They 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 won't come, they won't take it personally because they're not listening to our convo <laughs> right now. You're only chatting to me. Don't worry. Uh, internationally. There's a guy called Papoose. Yeah. I, I think I like that guy. Jeez, um, uh, the list is so long, my brother. If so I Papoose, start, don't I worry, I'll, I'll, I'll do my homework on, on, on that particular artist. Papoose, so that, yeah. yeah. Then, yeah, then next week, at this time, mm-hmm. you will rap for us, okay? <laughs>